You're listening to Shift, human-first financial guidance with Ross Marino. Today, we are shifting the conversation with Dr. Brandy Baxter. Hello. Hey, Ross. How are you? It's great. Great to see you again. I had the pleasure of meeting you by Zoom a few months ago, and then I actually got to meet you in person. You are in Texas, and you came down to join us at Shift. So what was that like? Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. Um, I remember as I was getting ready to walk into the conference center, it hit me all of a sudden that I didn't know anyone there. I knew two of the speakers, and that was about it, which was a little odd for me because I tend to go to conferences where I know people. And so walking in, I sat at a table and uh, honestly, I'm a little introverted. So it was just this sort of self-talk moment where I had to say, jump one in here, Brandy. But because my background is in personal finance and the financial planners have the similar background, I was able to find a common thread and jumped into some great conversations, met some amazing people. I feel like I left with five friends, three lunch dates, and like the rest of my whole year is already planned out simply because I attended the shift conference. And that's outside of the amazing content. Oh my gosh, the presentations were just amazing. Um, and I feel like I'm on the spot. I should have been more prepared and I will be, Ross, I'll look these names up. But I attended some super cool sessions and learned about the brain. I learned about behavioral uh, finance and I learned about um, how practitioners can model their businesses, different business models, just a lot of really great things for the financial planning profession. And I'm super excited that this audience leans into really understanding the customer experience first and leaning more toward a customer-centered design versus exclusively focusing on, here's my product, here's what I'm going to do for you. But just that conversation about recognizing that um, our clients really have value that they're bringing to the table and not so much that they need us to solve the world's problems for them, but they really just need us to resource them and focus them and help them um, accomplish the things they want to accomplish. So it was a great conference and I look forward to attending next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Look, look forward to see you there. And uh, we will definitely have you on the microphone next year. And we'll, <laughs> Thank we'll talk you. about that in a moment. But before we dive in, a lot of people at the conference, you, of course, didn't know them. They may not have known you. So how about you take a minute and introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Brandy Baxter, Dr. Brandy Baxter. Uh, I'm a financial counselor, coach, and recently self-proclaimed financial futurist, which simply means that I work with clients who are finding themselves struggling with managing their day-to-day -day finances and leveraging what I learned in school as foresight practitioner. I teach people how to think toward the future. And so really taking strategic planning and goal setting to another level in the space of personal finance. And uh, I've been doing it for about six to seven months now. So I'm brand new at it, kind of an emerging experience for me. But I am having so much joy talking with others and helping clients really think about their money differently. I live here in the Texas area, Dallas, Texas, and uh, I have a two daughters and a husband. And I really feel that my approach to personal finance is based on my personal experience um, first. And I always think about if I were in my client's shoes, how would I want someone to talk to me? 
How would I want someone to be with me? How would I want someone to make me feel at the end of our engagement? And so rather than leaning in from I'm the professional, I try to put myself in their shoes first. And that's what I what I use to leverage and to to anchor me when I'm with my clients. Yeah, it's a great way to explain it. I love financial futurist. I immediately wrote that down and <laughs> you can't just throw that out without me following up. So as a futurist, I'm thinking you're putting yourself in people's shoes. You want to help them think towards the future. This isn't instinctive for a lot of people. It's challenging for a lot of people. What do you think are the big roadblocks to that? So it's interesting as as one of the only creatures on the entire planet that has the ability to even think to the future, we have somehow allowed ourselves to diminish that skill, to diminish that ability. My personal opinion is that we we have allowed our language to confine us. So for example, we use phrases like YOLO, you only live once, or why put off for tomorrow what you can do today. So we have a very present centered uh, culture that really encourages us to enjoy our today. And because tomorrow is unknown, because tomorrow is unmapped, we have nothing tangible to anchor us to tomorrow. It's very, very easy to dismiss it. Uh, in fact, I heard Dr. Uh, Mary Carlson talk about the ostrich syndrome, where we bury our head in the sand, like, well, tomorrow's problems will solve themselves. And unfortunately, Many of us, we we learn this skill very early, the ostrich syndrome, or to leave it for tomorrow or not to worry about tomorrow. We learn that very early and it just journeys with us into our adult life. And when we're in a very consumerist society where everything is about the latest, the greatest, you have to have it now, it's so easy to just fall into that type of thinking. And it's really counterculture and against the grain to say, let me pause, let me reflect and let me focus on my tomorrow, because while I don't know what it will bring, I know that it's coming. And so as a futurist, my goal is to help clients really learn how to exercise that muscle of forward thinking and to create options to help them be prepared for an uncertain future because it is unexplored. We don't know what's gonna be there. So we kind of do these different scenario plans to say, if this, then that, so you're ready for whatever may come. That's a great way to approach it. So let's, uh, and as you probably noticed, we don't have a script. So <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I know you've met me, so not a shock at all, right? Uh, so let's shift though to, uh, we're going to talk about DEI, but when we first spoke, you didn't just talk about DEI, you mentioned DEIB. Yes. And I remember thinking, what's the B? So <laughs> what's the B? Yeah. So just to help the audience listening, here's a little bit of a transition. And I'm on the board with AFCPE, which is the Association of Financial Counseling, Planning and Education. And I'm also on the DEI task force. So that's how this DEI conversation connects to personal finance. And we really try to make sure that our practitioners um, are equipped with how to serve a diverse population. And so I mentioned to Ross that last year I learned about this element of the B, which stands for belonging. So DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And so we both thought it was a fascinating conversation appropriate for this audience because many of you are doing great work with DEI uh, initiatives and serving diverse populations, but we thought you would find it interesting 
to learn about the B, which stands for belonging. So that came about, Ross, because belonging is the element of how a person feels in whatever group they're a part of. Now, just as a caveat, most DEIB conversations stem from workplace experiences. However, I believe that we can take what we learn from workplace experiences and if you're a solo practitioner, frame it through the lens of my clients, right? So rather than thinking about DEIB from the standpoint of my coworkers, I now can think about it through the lens of my client experience. So let's say I'm a solo practitioner, right? Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to hire anybody. And you just mentioned this. You're talking about the client experience. You know, that's something that I'd love to do. And uh, maybe I'm not sure how to do it. How about you give some maybe examples of if you're going to do it, this is how it's being done, or this is what companies that are doing this well, this is how they're doing it. Yeah, certainly. So belonging really speaks to how a person feels. So diversity looks at the demographic. Do I have a diverse uh, people with uh, different demographic makeups? Equity stands for the equality of it all. Am I giving everyone a fair opportunity, equal access? And then the inclusion is, am I making sure that everyone has a voice at the table? Belonging says, do I make sure that those who have an encounter with me feel valued? So I think about this as like a football team. So I'm a football fan and there's the two sides. There's the defense and then there's the offense. But at the end of the day, it's one football team. And so wearing that jersey, that says I belong to the team. However, that means I'm included. But the feeling of belonging is simply, do I feel like we're in the locker room? Am I part of the conversation? When I look around, do I see a place for me to jump in and belong? And do I feel accepted? And do I feel valued? Now, we all have had this experience when you're the opposing team, there is no belonging, right? So on a football field, the opposing team, they don't quite feel like they belong. The colors don't make sense. They don't match. Uh, the cheers are not for them. They're actually against them. And so the person or the football player that's on the opposing team, they may feel that they're in a diverse environment, right? Because everyone's from different demographic backgrounds. They have equal access to the field because, again, they're a player, so they have access to the field. And they're included because they're wearing their team's jersey. But the belonging element, when you're not the home team, when you're the opposing team, the belonging element is missing. And so when you're looking at how do I work with my clients, think about your practice. Do you have uh, art on the wall that really speaks to multiple different people? Do you take the time to listen to the way your clients are communicating and try to use language that matches theirs in pitch, pace, and tone? For example, I am always accused of using, as my husband calls them, 25 cent words, right? Like, don't use all this heady academic language. Take a breath. Listen to the way your clients are speaking and reflect that language back to them. Or if I know I'm going to meet with the client that I've met with before, think about how to make them feel special or connected or valued. If I know you have children, I'm going to really try to pull in by sharing a little bit about my personal experience so that we feel that we belong together. It's not just wearing the same uniform, but it's having that shared experience so that when you come to me, you don't feel like, oh my gosh, Brandy's just trying to score the touchdown. 
but really you feel like, hey, we're in that locker room together, you know, giving fist bumps, rubbing elbows, and everything is relatable, and I feel relaxed. We know what that feeling is when we are not comfortable. We've all, whether it's at a a family gathering where there is tension or whether you're like I was at shift in a new place where you just don't know anyone to have a conversation with, but we all can take an extra step to say, what can I do to initiate creating a space where the person in front of me or across from me can feel warm, can feel welcome and can feel accepted. Yeah, that, that is great advice. Now you're, you're six months into being the financial futurist. <laughs> yes. uh, as you're going down this journey, what um, what surprised you about? Is there anything you've learned along the way that you thought, didn't quite expect that? Well, the thing that surprises me, Ross, is we have a lot of language around goal setting, goal setting theory. And we also have a lot of language around helping our clients reach goals. And what surprised me is most people average people, everyday people, working people, they don't talk like that. (laughs) They're like, I want a car. I want a house. I want retirement. I want my kids in school. And so one of the things that I've started doing is um, borrowing from storytelling and just really using language that connects the clients to what is this thing that you want to accomplish? Using language like dream, or what's important to you, or what excites you in the morning? What What is the thing that you're willing to give up so that you can have this other experience? I'm noticing too that post-COVID, a lot of people are excited about experiences versus dollars in their bank account. And from a financial standpoint, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need those dollars in your bank account. But most people are like, you know what? I just want to experience something that makes me feel alive. And so as a futurist, what I like to do is say, okay, well, this is where we're going. This is the future you want to strive for. So let's put all of the other things in place to make that happen. What are the many sacrifices you need to make today so that you can experience that in your tomorrow? So by creating this story around what their future can look like, it really takes it from being something that's pie in the sky to actually pie in the hand because now they're like, I know what I want. I can feel it. I can taste it. And I even do that in one of my exercises is we take the five senses and we touch on every five on each of the senses to craft this vision that you want to have for your financial future. That is wonderful advice. I, I'd love to sit through a session on that. And, uh, I know you're planning on coming to shift next year. And uh, as I said, you will be on the microphone. So <laughs> you just have to run around and <laughs> punch it down and say, go find a session room. Uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing you speak and, and seeing you again out there. Dr. Brandy Baxter, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Ross. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.